Hi everybody, my name is Aaron Brown, but you knew that, and I just wanted to talk about it. Alright, like I just said, my name's Aaron Brown, and I'm just gonna skip past the where are you, where have you been, why haven't you been making podcasts? I've been busy, alright? It's been a it's been a long time. I get it. It's fine, alright? Relax about it. Anyway, I just want to talk about this this face mask thing. So, okay, I'm all for the face mask thing. I'm not, you know, gonna sit there and tell you that doesn't work. No, my thing is my problem with face masks is we have now challenged the human mind on if we can complete someone's face structure by the top half of their face. Meaning, like, sometimes you look at somebody, and you're like, oh, I know what they look like, and they happen to, like, pull down their face mask for something, and you're like, oh my god, that is not at all what I thought the rest of their face was gonna look like. Again, it sounds kind of like, I don't know, like I'm judging people on their looks. No, it's just, it's very jarring when they take off the mask, and you look at them, and you're like, oh, oh no, that's, that's not at all what I thought they would look like, you know? I just feel lied to at the end of the day, honestly. Another big problem with the face masks is I'm a very expressive mouth person, if that makes sense. Think about like gym in the office type thing. I'll make a lot of just like overly exaggerated face with my mouth emotions. I'm doing it right now. You can't see it because this is a podcast. But I digress. Anyway, it's it's very like I lose like fifty percent of any reaction that I give now. So I'll like it probably looks pretty weird for other people when I give reactions now because just kind of my eyes are squinting a little bit. I don't know. I had, I grew a beard recently and I never realized how much people disliked my face until I got facial hair. They're like, "Wow, you're not ugly anymore," and they kind of meant it. But then there's other people that didn't like the beard. Which was equally confusing, because then, I don't know, I just, I didn't know so many people had opinions on my face until now. So it's 2021 now, and um, I like, at the end of the year, to do like the Spotify, like a year in review type thing. Except for 2020, I had a lot of times when I would play songs a lot like over and over on repeat like when you work in the kitchen at chick-fil-a and so to annoy the breader one day you play the what's new scooby-doo theme song for an hour and a half that kind of stuff shows up on your year in review like in your top three or like i don't know you listen to the finding nemo soundtrack for a month while you fall asleep so your spotify just thinks you're a really big thomas newman fan it's you know hypothetical but kind of ruined the spotify year in review this year for somebody i know a hypothetical person that i know so i moved recently um i moved to an apartment i am now living on my own with a roommate so i guess i'm really not living on my own now so i guess that was misleading to say anyway Something happens when you move, when you start to realize things that you accumulate, and you're like, where did I even get this? And I feel like coat hangers is something that us as humans is, like, really weird, because we, like, accumulate so many coat hangers, but, like, 
where do they come from? You just have them, right? Like whether you get them from somebody else, or you, I don't know. Like you only buy coat hangers, just a small pack, like once in your life, and the other ones just like find you. It's kind of like paper clips. They're like always around, but you don't really remember ever buying paper clips. They're just there. I don't know where they come from. Maybe there's like little gremlin elves that come in and bring it. I don't know. They just sell hangers and paper clips. I, I don't know. It's just interesting. I have so many hangers, and I doubt that my mom ever bought them. They just kind of appeared one day. Just stuff I think about. So like coat hangers, sometimes I lay in bed and I think about random things. And something I often think about is the crispy M&M's commercial. You know, where they're like, crispy M&M's are back. I don't understand that. Did crispy M&M's go somewhere? Did they stop selling them for like a month just to make the commercial where somebody whispers to somebody else that crispy M&M's are back? Like, was this a big, like, demand that people were writing in, like, bring crispy M&M's back? There's, like, 8 billion kinds of M&M's. Who's, who is laying in bed thinking that, you know, crispy M&M's really need to come back? Because I could do without them. Another one of my late night thoughts is the fact that signing things just runs our life completely. You know, from the point we're born, you know, somebody signs a birth certificate and then you get older and your parents sign you into daycare and then eventually you sign up for college and then you you want to get married so you sign a marriage certificate and then you you sign a lease on a house and then you you live there and you sign for your bills and your car insurance and then one day you die and then somebody has to sign your death certificate and then they're like, how did you come to find this funeral home? And you look at him and say, I saw it on a sign. And at, at that point, the cycle has been completed. So I just want to do a quick poll here. Who knows how long you should hold on to birthday cards or Christmas cards or any card, really, before you can just throw in the trash? Honestly, like, if unless it's something, like, super heartfelt and super, like they wrote it themselves how long should you hold on to it because honestly i feel like the max time should be like 15 minutes i read the card it said you know love you here's 50 dollars and i don't know what to do with that at that point i'll take the 50 dollars but what am i gonna do with a card with snoopy on it that they only you know just signed their name to it. Uh, see, there we go again. Important occasion, somebody signs a piece of paper. I mean, yeah, it's a nice gesture, but what am I going to do with this? What's the etiquette? So the other day, I was outside at work taking orders, and um, you know when you do the same thing day in and day out, same script, same, you know, take the order, read read back the order, whole thing. Sometimes you your scripts get swapped you you say you know instead of you know do you want any sauce or condiments you say you want any you know cream or sugar and it just doesn't make any sense it, it happens a lot actually and this lady was like oh man your your programming was off and i was like oh yep sorry 
had a malfunction in the servers, or so I, I, I said something like that. But then I had, like, a whole, like, internal struggle as she was leaving. I was thinking about what it would be to be, like, a self-aware robot working at Chick-fil-A. And after somebody drives away, you're just like, man, I don't know what's up with my, like, my RAM drives today. They're really, they're really messing up. I don't know. It was just a, a weird thought about if I was a robot or not. I mean, I decided I wasn't after, like, 20 minutes, but it took me a while to get back there. So I was in the window the other day. I feel like all my work stories begin at like the morning time or 6 a.m. Because 6 a.m. is when all the freaks and weirdos are out at Chick-fil-A Navy Boulevard. Anyway, um, I was in the window and this military guy came up. He looked at me and said, hey, where's the cute blonde girl that's normally outside? For those of you just joining us, the cute blonde girl would be my girlfriend. So I looked at him and said, oh, yeah, you mean my girlfriend? She's in the back. And he was like, oh, my God, oh, oh, and threw out, like, every obscenity in the book because he didn't know I was going to put him in checkmate like that. And I was like, yeah, here you go. Beat it. And then he drove away. Now, I like to think I did the right thing here because I answered his question. I told him where Faith was. She was in the back. Those are the kind of weirdos we get, like, all the time. So one day I was uh, out on the other side of the building and somebody mobile ordered and in the comments they said, please send out cute blonde. So our operator, our boss, looked at it and he was like, let me take it. So he took it out to the guy and was like, were you asking for me? <laughs> I just don't understand like the thought process of somebody. Like, I'm going to go through a drive through and pick up some teen or young adult girl that's taking orders outside like what what's the end game there really they they have to know that's not gonna work in any sort of situation how many love stories are like yeah he came through at 7 30 a.m and told me that i have pretty eyes so obviously right there on the spot i got in the car and we drove away best case scenario what do they think is gonna happen Creeps and weirdos, man. 6 a.m. I'll see you there. Another thing happened recently, which actually, this story isn't about me. I just witnessed it happening. So we had a like 16-year-old employee outside. He was delivering food to this car. And this couple was in the car, and they were like waiting for the rest of the food. And they were talking to him. And this was around summertime, so he was wearing shorts. And they're like, yeah, it's pretty. It's probably pretty nice. You can wear shorts at work. And they're like, you got skinny legs, though. You you probably get made fun of for your skinny legs. And the wife chimed in, and she was like, he got made fun of all the time for his skinny legs at work. But don't worry. And the husband's like, yeah, you got skinny legs, but I bet you got a heart of gold. Is that a saying that I didn't know about? You got skinny legs, but a heart of gold. What does that even mean? Does that mean he's going to be a horrible person if it, if he has skinny legs? Like, what? I don't know. The kid's face was priceless. He just looked like, what? First, you're commenting on his legs, which aren't even that skinny if we're going to break that down. But that's what I think I want on my headstone when I die. You know, here lies Aaron Brown. He had skinny legs, but he had a heart of gold. To me, I feel like the backs of cereal boxes is like prime real estate for the most fascinating 
thing on earth like you're gonna be staring at that thing for at least the next five to ten minutes at least make it interesting they put like the same puzzle on this on the box for like a year now what if you buy the same type of cereal for a year you're just gonna be looking at the same like rice krispies recipe I'm not going to make it, and if I do, I'm just going to Google it. I'm not going to be like, hey, let me go get my box of Cocoa Krispies. Or if I'm eating Cocoa Puffs, I've already solved this this maze like eight times today. So, I don't know. I feel like they need to put like something interesting on there, like how to solve some algebra problems or anything, really. But, no, we just have the same find the spoons in the picture and you get no prize type deal. So, a few months ago, Faith had to go to the chiropractor, and I was in the waiting room for a while. And they had this show on TV. It was called Cake Wars. And it was the funniest show I had ever seen. It's kind of like the Kardashians of baking shows. All the people on there were completely terrible and I feel like on cooking shows and baking shows specifically the always the the ho- the, the guest hosts or the guest um, judge anyway they know what they're talking about sort of it's kind of like hey I own a bakery in somewhere you've never heard of but the rest of it like the house judges they know absolutely nothing and it is the funniest thing to me It's just, I recommend watching it if you haven't. I have a confession to make. Up until, I'm going to be generous here, up until I think four years ago, I thought Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, was in Washington State. I thought it was like Washington, D.C., like, or, you know, flip that, like, D.C., comma, Washington, like, Pensacola, comma, Florida. No. It is completely on the other side of America. And you know how I figured that out? I was watching an episode of Parks and Rec, and it's the one where they moved to Washington, D.C., spoiler alert, and they had it on the map, and I was like, oh, my God. It's one of those things I should have realized because I've seen it on a map before. It's just it never really clicked It's kind of like the whole Jonas Brothers jump and rope thing. No one ever corrected me, so I just thought Washington, D.C. was in Washington State this whole time. And I hold everybody accountable for not telling me. So, let's just be honest. Green-flavored anything is the worst flavor of everything. Remember that. Something that I don't understand about the clothing industry is this is kind of similar to my idea about the v-neck thing. Why is it that extra small clothing and extra large clothing of the same item are the same exact price? Why are you charging me for using less of your fabric? I don't understand. Not to be like rude here and be like you need to charge bigger people more uh, okay i see i see where that would be an issue but realistically why are you charging me the same price as somebody that's using more fabric i don't understand that another thing that i don't understand again with wasting fabric why do baby clothes have pockets 
Why do six-month-old baby clothes have pockets? What are they putting in the pockets? They can't even fit their fingers in the pockets yet. What? Wasteful. Something I noticed while I was driving down the road the other night is the deer crossing signs. Sometimes you'll be driving down the road and it'll say, like, deer crossing three miles. But my issue with those signs is sometimes they, let's say it's, like, a five-mile-long road and it's trees all the way down. They don't have the deer crossing sign until, like, a mile into it. Why are you warning me that deer are going to be crossing a mile into it rather at the beginning? I'm still going to be careful. I'm not going to, like, hit a deer because there wasn't a sign. I just don't understand why you're warning me about it, like, in the middle of the, the woods rather at the beginning, you know? Or maybe they have some kind of deal with the deer where it's like, hey, that first mile, that's our land. You can cross over here, but be careful. I did warn them, but, you know, look both ways. Antique stores to me nowadays are, hmm, let me put this. Antique stores are items that are too old to be sold in the yard sale, but not old enough to be sold in an auction. They're kind of like a tween almost you know they're not a kid but they're not really like a full-grown teen or adult yet so they're just kind of like in this awkward spot it's kind of it's kind of like they are a tween at Jim C Bailey middle school that just asked somebody to the girls choice dance and was left on red kind of the same thing that's what antique items are to me just a tween at Jim C Bailey middle school so about a year ago, Faith and I had to pick up somebody at the airport, and I don't know how it happened. I guess I wasn't paying attention to the road signs. They're, it's really confusing. Pensacola International Airport, like when you're driving up to it, there's all these lanes, there's like a green line on the ground. Anyway, I guess I happened to follow the green line because I thought they were trying to make it easy for me to park, but no, that goes to the rental parking. And I just kind of kept going until I got to, like, where all the the rental cars were parked. And there was, like, people, like, inspecting them and everything like that. So I just pulled in. I just parked next to all the other rental vehicles, got out of the car. And then Faith said something along the lines of, you can't park here. And then I said something along the lines of, I just did. And we had only been dating like a week at that point. <laughs> so she learned pretty early how things were going to roll with me when I kind of get in these situations where I have no plan, but just kind of see what happens along the way, you know? Because the amount of people that were just as confused as I was when I pulled up were too many to count. So a story that happened just before that, um, like a few weeks earlier before Faith and I were dating, I was still trying to, like, you know, impress her and, you know, shower her with gifts and all that stuff. Whatever. So, this one day in particular, she was having a really bad day. And I remember her saying she wanted a Pazuki from BJ's. And for those of you that don't know what that is, it's just like a hot cookie or a brownie with, like, a scoop of ice cream on top. Nothing fancy. So I was like, oh, you know, it'd be great if I surprised her with a pazuki. 
So I get in my car, I drive all the way to the mall, I'm like texting our friend Mackenzie, I'm like, Mackenzie, like, isn't this a great idea? And she's like, yeah, but you can't bring it to her where we are right now, like, you, you just can't come here. And I was like, ah, oh, man. And I was like, okay, um, can I bring it to your house? Because you guys are going to your house right after that. And she said, yeah. So I get back in the car, three pazookies in hand, one for me, one for Mackenzie, and one for Faith. So it's pretty normal. I'm just driving down the road, and then I get to about 98, Highway 98, if any of you know where that is. And it's weird. It's in the middle of a Sunday afternoon, and there is nobody on the road. It's just, it's like eerie. There's nobody there. I'm driving down the road, going to McKenzie's house, and all of a sudden, I hear these crazy cars behind me. They're just like, and these two cars come flying next to me. It is a full out chase. Their tires are like burning so fast. It smells like fireworks and all this stuff. I don't want to get hit. So then I start matching their speed and I'm driving as fast as they are down 98. There's no one else around. I'm swerving just as much as they are because again, I just, I'm just trying to get this girl a cookie with some ice cream on top of it. So it's wild. There's a whole chase and then they like get in the turn lane and shoot down Fairfield. And I'm at the stoplight and I'm like, oh my God, what, what just happened? What was that? I don't know. Anyway, they were gone. I never saw them again. Light turns green. I'm like, whew, that's wild. My adrenaline's kind of going, but I'm still on a mission here. Pull up to Mackenzie's house. I, on the door, nobody answers. Then from the back door around the house, Mackenzie walks out. She goes, you didn't knock on the front door, did you? And I was like, yeah. And was I not supposed to? And she goes, no, no, I, it's it's fine. She didn't seem very confident in that answer, mind you. So I have the pazookies in my hand. We're just outside talking. And all of a sudden, her father comes out. And he starts yelling at me. He's like, you better stop. I was like, what? He's like, you better stop this right now. See, he had me confused with somebody else. Doesn't matter why. And he's, he's just yelling at me. He's like, you better stop this right now or I'm going to get involved. And then you're not going to like that. And I was like, oh my goodness. As he's shouting at me, I remembered my manners and I shook his hand while this large man is yelling at me because my father, if he taught me anything, he taught me the proper etiquette if you show up on another man's land uninvited you shake his hand whether he's loud and scary and kind of wants to hurt you so anyway he shakes my hand kind of confused while yelling at me and he's like you better stop I, that's all i remember that's what's burned in my mind and then he walked inside and then i handed Mackenzie all three of the bazookies and i got out of there as fast as i was in that car chase so then I don't know where to go. I feel awful for something I didn't even do. All I know is I was just in a car chase, then a very large man yelled at me while I was holding cookies in my hand. Kind of the worst case scenario for a Girl Scout, honestly. But anyway, I don't know where to go. So I go to Nick's house, and I'm just out front. I wait like a minute, and then I call him. I was like, hey, you want to go to Starbucks? So then Nick and I went to Starbucks and sat there for like an hour and waited for Faith to get to Mackenzie's 
and then eat the pizuki. At which point she called to thank me. And then during the call, Mackenzie's mom came in the room and apologized for her husband scolding me and confusing me with somebody else. And that is the one and only time I have ever met Mackenzie's dad. Why as humans do we close our eyes when we kiss? I have a theory. I think it's because humans look absolutely disgusting when they're trying to kiss each other. Like, have you ever tried to take a picture of you kissing your significant other? It's, it's gross every single time. You're like, is that, is that what's happening? It's similar to how your nose is always in the sight of your eyes, but your mind just blocks it out completely. It's just, it's for the best. You don't need to see it. You don't want to see your nose. You don't want to see you kissing somebody else. It's just not pretty. So I don't know how this happened, but fairly recently, I'd say within the past three months, my Instagram Discover feed has decided what I like, and it's really weird. It's very specific. So it thinks I'm a huge Friends fan. I don't know what the deal is with that one because I've seen Friends maybe once all the way through. Um, The Office memes are obviously there, which that's fine, but whenever I go to my Discover feed, it's just all Office memes. But then it has Phantom Menace jokes, not just like all Star Wars. It's mostly prequels and Phantom Menace jokes. And then Spider-Man 3 jokes. It's those weird specific things that are all in my Discover feed all at the same time. When did it decide that's what I liked? I don't know. But I still look at it. I still feed into all their memes. Maybe that is what I'm into. So Faith and I went to Lowe's recently And I just want to give a huge shout out to this worker that was helping this. I don't want to call him an older gentleman. He was probably only like 50, 55, maybe. He was he was in his right mind, but maybe not. I'll go on. So he asked for this this employee's help. And while the employee is talking to him and he's like, sir, you're bleeding. And in fact, this man, his hand was just bleeding profusely for no reason and the the guy was just like yeah 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 and kept talking like he was no big deal and you could tell that the employee was very uncomfortable with all the blood on this man's hand while they're just talking about i don't know like screws or something like that i don't know it was definitely worth the trip to lowe's that day so it's been a while since my last episode And since then, I have moved back up front from the kitchen. You probably could have figured that out from the stories in the beginning, but my first week back, there were two fights in one day. One of them was one dude and another dude were just chasing each other through the drive-thru on foot. That was fun. He, like, ran up to his car and was banging on it. Doesn't matter. The second one involved a man in a sombrero... He tried to hit another man with a leaf blower. That's right, he tried to hit another man with a leaf blower. Where did he get the leaf blower? No idea. So some cops had to break it up. Was it entertaining? Oh, you bet. A week later, I'm on traffic duty, looking across the street, and some other guy tried to kill somebody else with a hatchet. That's right, a hatchet. 
hatchet. Where is this crazy armory at? Where you can get a hatchet and a leaf blower and possibly a sombrero if you wish? I don't know. But you bet I'm going to find out where the Avengers of Navy Boulevard are. Maybe their base of operations is at the Chinese store. I don't know, but I'm definitely going to ask Eric about this. I don't think anyone really listens to me at work, like in terms of the guests when you talk to them. They're never really listening to you. They're just nodding and going on. For instance, the other day I handed a guest a bag and I said, there you go, and the straw's in the bag. And they said, thanks, you too, and just drove away, which is the incorrect response. So this episode was actually supposed to come out like a week ago, but I had recorded some clips from before I moved that I was going to edit, but instead I edited the episode that came out before this one. And I didn't realize until I got to the end of the episode when I was doing my whole ode to Boy Meets World. And what's even more upsetting is the way I edited the episode this time around was way better than the one I released. So I guess the moral of this story, if there's any moral to this story, is label your files accordingly. So Faith and I very much enjoy going to Waffle House together. But the thing about Waffle House that we have noticed within the past few months is we get almost the exact same thing every single time we go to Waffle House. But every time we go to Waffle House, the total for the meal is a different price every time. And I don't understand the pricing method of which Waffle House operates. Like, there's a menu. I'm 99% sure the menu has prices on it. So... Why is the total always different? I don't know. I need to we're we're going to start taking pictures of every receipt that they give us and then we're going to compile a list and then do something with that list. I don't know. Anyway, I'll come back here with that information when it presents itself and we can hopefully learn something. So I kept having this problem a few weeks ago. Every single time I went to say nice to meet you, I would leave out the M because I would overthink it, I guess, and I'd say nice to eat you, and I don't think the person ever noticed, or maybe they noticed and they were just being nice, but I did it a few times, and by the third time, I was like, don't do it, don't say it, don't say it, nice to eat you, dang it! I met a guy from Chick-fil-A Corporate, he's our business consultant, and I shook his hand and I looked in his eyes and said, nice to eat you, and I hated myself for the rest of the day. So I have this real problem, but it's a real problem that Faith makes fun of. Um, Every time I go to drink something, if I'm like really thirsty, I'm trying to drink it really fast, or if I'm excited to drink something, because I don't know, like coffee or like a sweet tea or something I don't know if I go to drink it I will without fail choke on it like choke choke on it and it goes on for a few minutes until I'm good and it just happens all the time at restaurants in public I just I don't know I just get really excited and then I choke every time so like I said at the beginning of the episode um Back in November, we 
we moved out of our, our house that we'd been in for 19 years, um, which was really tough. You know, I used to, I used to get home at night and I would text Faith home. And I feel like the word home was all I had to say. It was a synonym for I've made it. I'm here. I'm safe. And for 19 years, that's what that place was. A place at the end of the day, no matter how bad your day was, no matter how mean and cruel the world was, you could sit down, take a sigh of relief, and just know that you were safe, you were loved, and you were always welcomed. We have a cassette tape, actually. Uh, on the tape, it's written, Our New House. And on the tape, you'll find the beginning to that long 19-year story. In the video, we're just, I mean, we're just kids. I was, what, three years old? All we knew was the Disney Channel and not to touch the stove. That place was everything. It was a hangout, a restaurant, a motel, a quiet place, a boxing ring, a blanket fort city, a castle. But most importantly, it was a teaching place. And no, I'm not talking about homeschooling. We learned to love, laugh, fight, problem solve, compromise, and be a loving family. Every I love you to your stupid butt face was said there. We grew up there, and I will always be thankful for that house. We were never a perfect family there, but we were imperfectly perfect, and I will forever treasure the memories that that house holds. Oftentimes, over the years, we invited people over, and they would always note how peaceful it was. The house teemed with calmness, warmth, and safety. There was a spirit of home. I truly hope you were lucky enough, as I was, to step foot in that house during those 19 years that we lived there. Because no matter what happens, I will always love and remember that place. Home. I just needed to talk about it.